Okay, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. That company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right, welcome to Spike's Car Radio. We're in the uh, Beverly Hills studio. We've left a chair open for you, the listener. And uh, it's going to be a full studio today. We've got uh, Chuck Liddell. The, uh, is he a UFC lightweight heavyweight champion, former, and Dude, Steve the O. Man. Wait, hold on. Let me introduce the show, Zuckerman. We got Steve-O from Jackass fame. These guys uh, have a new show they want to come in and tell us about. And uh, in the meantime, before they arrive, I'm here with the real Zuckerman. Hello, Zuckerman. Good morning. You've been ill, I hear. Well, you know, this has been the worst flu season in many a decade. I know, but you've been sick for like six months. Are you at all worried that this is the end of your life, that well, this is the end of Zuckerman? Well, I would tell you this, and I was thinking <laughs> And about I don't this. say that lightly because I've seen you, you know, messed up on all sorts of drugs and not getting better. All right. And still cavorting. There's too much cavorting. Cavorting. Well, I would tell you this. If it was 1919 <clears throat> when they had the famous Spanish influenza, I right. probably would be dead right. because they don't have <laughs> – I would have been one of the 20 million worldwide victims of the great inf- influenza <laughs> pandemic of 1919. No, I am. I do believe that I am like a cockroach. You know, I might take a hit of raid in the face, wobbly, be a little wobbly for a little bit, and then, and then shake it off. Yeah, you're the type of guy who in the coffin you'll just suddenly open your eyes and strangle one last person. One just last reach person out and, go, and bring him in. <laughs> no, it's. They said if anybody's ever seen me, I have a, a giant <clears throat> nose, and I believe that the bigger the nose, the bigger <laughs> the infection. And and my giant horrendous beak is is keeping me uh, sick. And well, I, what what is this? Because I got sick. Um, I was fine until I was uh, driving out to Thermal Club to do a little racing last weekend with my business partner John, who just had it. And he was just freely sneezing and coughing in the car. What a selfish fucking asshole. You should have oh, punched him right in the eye. <laughs> I didn't want to. Didn't you should have. Harm so it makes that me other so, eye. That's, it makes that. me so fucking angry when people do that. <laughs> but a, I thought it would be fine. But by the way, my wife also had it at home. And then the, the, my trainer, her. my personal trainer also. Punch so I don't know who had punch it. Punch everybody. But I'm spreading the guilt around to everyone that they all caused Wait, okay. this. And Here's, then I got back and I, I've been out for four Did days. you get a flu shot? No, I don't. I don't. It do didn't that matter anymore. because the flu the is fl- this the flu though? It is the flu. Well, you then the there flu. was no fever. There was no vomiting. There was nothing. Well, else. Lucky you. Lucky you. What you were what, dying for diarrhea? N- well, Cheering yeah. for diarrhea. <laughs> I do get excited about vomiting and diarrhea. Yes, because it's a quick way to lose like ten pounds. You sound like a teenage girl. That's <laughs> I'm really just saying, scary. It's, you it's come like... out the other side of it looking pretty good. Your clothes fit really well. You know, you don't have the salt fingers on your ring. Your wedding ring goes right on. What's wrong with that? Why can't I ha- look on the positive side of the flu? But but oh, all kidding it. aside, Zuckerman, and, and you, not a lot of people know this about you. You have a lot of great medical information because you're dealing with the people who goes wrong. This doesn't seem like the, this seemed like a bad cold well, because, you know, I've been reading that people have been dying of this thing in the newspaper 
right? And and it felt. But I will tell you that first night I had it, it felt like Niagara Falls in the back of my nasal passages. You are a very healthy guy. You're a healthy guy. You recovered quickly. Most people recover quickly. There is a there is a there is a realm of possibilities and outcomes when you get this flu from a minor a minor flu to death. Okay, there's a continuum. You got the minor. I got the medium. Other people got death. But. But there was no fever. Isn't that the hallmark of the flu? Oh, how do you know you didn't have a fever? Did you walk around with a rectal thermometer up your ass? <laughs> did you, did you, did you I, take it out I, of your ass, put it yeah, in your mouth? I know when I have a fever. Okay, I don't have a fever. So, so there may be, you know what, as, as doctors will say, most people have fleas. You got lice. Most people <laughs> had the flu. You got a All cold. All I'm saying is I, I'm still a little worried I may get the flu on top of this. I hope that, you do. That, that I I, and now at this point, I hope you do. <laughs> Listening to all this crap so about, yes, I am, because you make me angry. <laughs> the, the, the upshot is, is, that, is that everything makes me angry. But I, I may have to actually, I have tonsillitis is what's been the lingering thing. And at my advanced years, I may get my tonsils out. That is insane. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Why, and why would the tonsils be causing you a problem? Because they stay, they're staying infected. They're staying infected, uh, and and so they need to be cut out. You know, it's the stupid green teas you're drinking Oh, yeah, green tea's so bad for you. Green teas, so everybody knows green tea's bad for you. You leave them in all your cars. Every time I'm in one of your cars, they're just le- they're sitting there okay, tipped you're, over. You're a man no that's caps. using toilet paper for tissues, and that kind of makes me sick. It's something that, <laughs> I, that really grosses toilet me out. Toilet paper is Kleenex. You do know you that. You take it from the bathroom where people are using it to wipe their asses, and now they you've bought it out. They of, don't didn't wipe you, it. Didn't you roll write, it back up into you, the thing? Didn't you write? That episode for Seinfeld about the books in the bathroom. I, I helped write it. Yes. I yes. Was one of the so okay. So you know, episode. don't take your stuff out of the bathroom. <clears throat> no, you don't take it, it into the bathroom. The the, the story was out. that George brought a library book into the bathroom same and wanted principle. to return it. You can't return it. The same principle. Somebody was farting and shitting two inches away from that toilet paper you've got. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. You know, uh, <clears throat> I was watching this a little bit of this Ultimate Expedition show that we're going to talk to Steve-O about. Um, coincidentally, and there's, uh, you know, three minutes in, Steve-O is drinking water out of a toilet. He walks into a bathroom in Peru, of all places, takes a cup, and drinks the toilet water. What do you say to that? That hey, Now okay. you'd have a point. Not what me I, taking tissue what, and blowing okay, my nose. It's hard out there to make a living is what. Is, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. If you're doing that to make money, it's hard out there. It's, it's a tough world. What's going on in the in the car world, Zuckerman? We've uh, Wait, where are we at? I, I told you I got the leaf green tea back. We've got the sway bars front and rear. The car is straight as an arrow. We adjusted, is it the, the canter? The, where we tipped it a little forward right. and uh, put uh, by about a half a degree, as much as we could, put a little more weight on the front of those tires. Wow. I hear these Pirelli CN36s, by the way, are just like this. They, they're just like ball bearing. They're very light on the front of these yeah. cars, coupled with the 70, 70, 71 T is. is already light. Like there's only 1,000 pounds on the front of that car. So. That's the magic. So it, um, well, it was a little too magic. It was a little too slippery. But now it's perfection. You I can't drive wait to drive it. Can't wait. I want you to drive it. And, you um, know, we've got the 87 that we shared together. we got that back. <clears throat> minus. only thing that we're missing right now is the radio. I talked to the radio guys. So um, I, I forget the name of the company. Let me look it up. These guys are amazing. If you guys have a Blaupunkt radio that you want to be... Uh, fixed. I love that these guys Hold are like on. scared of charging you more than a hundred dollars 
they're really reluctant to to bill I would, you. I would give these guys thousands of dollars. Yeah, they're very, very honest. Uh, Prangenberg is the guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. Ingo Prangenberg of VintageBlau.com. He came all the way from Scandinavia to Long Island Ingo. to fix radios. So just to tell you the quality of this person, I called him. I cold call him as just a Joe Schmo, right? with my stupid Blaupunk Reno questions, right? He could not have been nicer from the very start. I had no idea who I was and just went on a very long report about the Blaupunk Reno and how what a, what a beautiful radio it is and how wonderful it is that you and I have this original example and please take care of it. Never put a tape in it because if, if, if that goes wrong, then you ruin it. Just just keep it and restore it. He stayed True on the phone believer. for like a half an hour, Zuckerman, talking about transistors and knobs and I was blown away. Would you want him at Thanksgiving? Absolutely. Really? That prank? Yeah. Ingo? Ingo can go. Ingo can come live at my house. <laughs> he's a wonderful man because he's so passionate about something so stupid. <laughs> the old blow punk radios. But you and I both know when your radio isn't working, you start to lose your mind, and there's nobody around to work on it. And this is what this guy does. So he, I, I forwarded you uh, that email. He assessed it. He repaired it. He made a video. He demonstrated it working. And then he said, just give me your email and a PayPal. It was just a couple hundred bucks. How could this guy afford to live? Because he's doing what he loves to do. He's doing what he loves to do. He must live in a basement somewhere. I don't know where he, he lives. He needs to charge more. But uh, I will say this. God bless Ingo, Ingo Prangenberg, Prangenberg of Vintage Blau. And I strongly encourage you to use him. But Ingo, if you, you're hearing about this and you're listening to me now, please, my work before everybody else's. Because people will start using this guy and then... Of course, you can't get in. You've just fucked yourself. Now, did you get the wheel off the 87? Yeah, to incent I, I to haven't. I, at this point, I don't think I really care about it. It's like one of these things. <laughs> did you drive the car? I drove it. It drove fine. I want you to drive it. I think it would be like I picking fly it. shit out of pepper. There's no reason to fix that wheel. What I, about like, you know, uh, four in the morning when you wake up and you realize I've got a warped wheel? I, at four in the morning, <laughs> I'm worrying about all the warped people working for want, me. Do you want me to do it? Or if do you, you care? I don't. I honestly, I don't. Care. I don't care because for the drives I, out to Malibu, the stuff we're doing in this car, it's all yeah. good. And I can put the stereo in when it gets here. I think Eric Patino was just trying to bilk us for a few more dollars. <laughs> I think he was. I think he told us this real <laughs> fantasy story. Eric Patino from Beverly Hills, Hills Porsche, Porsche that did an incredible job yes. on that car. They really did an incredible he, job. It was well worth it. It, it was, was well wasn't it? When you it. drove it, it wasn't it like it oh my so god, remarkably it's brand different. new. And the and the clear windshield, everything about that car is terrific and you were right getting the seat fixed was essential yeah and now you adjust it and you make it perfect but doesn't that make you want to just go the last last five yards i don't know i'm about, gonna do it. i don't know about the wheel and who's got time because i talked to wheel enhancement guy i talked to him he's another one he's like ingo here he he gave me a nice long speech about warped wheels and what he does, and I got pretty excited about it. And, and so, if if in theory, if you drive on the warped wheel for the next fifty years, the car will be ruined. No, the wheel's <laughs> going to be fine. It's it's you, knowing. It's knowing. See, for me, it's knowing that the wheel something's wrong with the car that inhibits my enjoyment a little bit, even if I and admittedly I cannot mm. feel it. Mm. You're a sick man. I am. And, well, look who's here, ladies and gentlemen. It's Chuck Liddell and Steve-O. Come on in, fellas. Hey, let's talk about that bucket list of yours for a minute. You know what should be on that bucket list? A trip to one of the greatest spectacles in all of motorsports, the Indy 500. And not just any trip, 
but the ultimate Indy 500 fan experience. And that's what Amsoil, maker of some of the best synthetic motor oils on the planet, is giving away this spring. One grand prize winner will win the trip of a lifetime to the Indy 500 to watch some of the fastest cars and best drivers battle it out to have their names etched alongside the greats like Foyt, Andretti, Unser, and Castroneves. But that's not all. You also get, as grand prize winner, pit access, dinner with an Indy 500 legend, VIP track access, sweet access to watch the race, a thousand bucks in cash for expenses, round trip airfare for two, to and from Indianapolis, hotel accommodations for two, for five nights at a hotel near the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, ground transportation to and from the airport, hotel and speedway, and a chance to meet the drivers. Just like they do when making high-performance synthetic motor oils, Amsoil went the extra mile with this sweepstakes. If that's not enough, 10 first-place winners will receive one free digital download code for Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. To enter the Amsoil Ultimate Indy 500 Fan Experience, text INDY to 41487. That's INDY, I-N-D-Y, to 41487. That's pretty easy, folks. Or just visit amsoil.com slash indie. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, well, here they are. Zuckerman, here are the guys. Here are the guys. You know both these gentlemen, right? I know who they are. They don't know me. <laughs> Why would they know me? I know them. Uh, yeah, I guess they don't. But, uh, Steve-O, good to see you again. You, I don't know if you remember. You were on my late night show way back when. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't remember the bit. But I remember you, you showed up with a, a bag of whippets. Oh, okay. <laughs> a shopping bag of whippets. Sure. And and you were lighting up joints in the van with the crew. They were so excited to be with you. Right. But do, you remember, do you have any idea what that is? I, I'm I remember that, that sort of general era. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a chapter That's in my life. That's the old Steve-O. We uh-huh. have the new Steve-O here. Right. And it, it's nice to see you looking so healthy. And uh, you guys are here to talk about this uh, YouTube Red Show Ultimate Expedition. Yeah, but let's face it. We're going to talk about all kinds of we shit. We are. Yeah. Let me get out your plug. It's an adventure competition series uh, that begins airing January 17th on YouTube Red. What what the hell is YouTube Red? Is that the pay window? It's, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a paid subscription platform similar to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and uh, – YouTube is is getting into that space, but I think that the angle YouTube's taking is more of uh, leveraging. Because I mean, of course, Google is YouTube, and and they they go after uh, getting their. So this is just it, it's the subscriber base, right? right so the they want to be like base, HBO. Yeah. They want to yeah. be like any of these networks that you, you pay a little right, money, you get better content. What makes it a little bit different is that YouTube, they've got their creators, you know, their YouTube personalities, mm-hmm. and all of these people have gigantic followings that really just, you know, the kids today just want they watch YouTube. So they're trying to to leverage people with uh, with YouTube followings uh, to to turn their their audience into paying subscribers so you see a lot of the the talent that they use on their uh in their content is is established youtube personalities and they sprinkle in some people that are mainstream as well i i'm on both sides of the fence because i, I started doing the youtube thing right in 2013 but how do you guys get this is a very unlikely pairing of guys so you, you just, would think yeah <laughs> you look over at chuck you know that's not a guy i'm gonna mess with right now right 
I, I mean, Chuck's the nicest guy ever. He's a sweetheart, but man, he's a, he's right. a, he's a crusher. He's a killer. I've the seen ice him man. fight before. The Iceman. That's right. You guys are together in this show with how many other folks? And what, Chuck, what are you, guys, what are you trying nine. to do? There's nine total. Well, nine total if you count the host, Yuka. <clears throat> yeah. I, I watched it, and it, it's um, you're trying to climb. I couldn't pronounce the mountain. Tokalarahu. Tokalarahu. It's a mountain in Peru, right? right. It's, it's easier 22, to call it. 22,000 feet. Yeah, easier wow. to call it Titty Mountain because it looks just <laughs> like a titty. And the, and the uh, and as far as I could tell, at least in the, the first episode that I saw, the biggest issue you guys have is altitude sickness, right? But that, it, well, how, how are oxygen's a problem? At, yeah. at but how w- w- is the idea that it's let's see who can make it to the top, and then and and every week someone's eliminated? It's not. There's not a formal elimination process as much. It's more that if anybody proves to not be able to go any further due to health risks, due to just kind of mentally quitting. Like whatever the case may be, you the, guys are they'll, too... they'll be eliminated on a need to be eliminated basis. Yeah, so. I mean everybody could win. So Any, I mean, yeah. every, if if all eight of us could have made it, or all nine of us could make it, then yeah, everybody, and everyone and can make it. The goal was to as many people up there. You get a finish. You get a finish. Just all for bragging rights. Yes. Did you finish? I don't yeah, watch the show. Oh, Come sorry, on. So it's stupid. the first rule of entertainment. What do I, I'm not, <laughs> He's not going to reveal that. He'll tell you after the show what happened. Okay, I'm stupid. But here's what I liked about it. It looked beautiful. I mean, I thought sure. all the camera work was really amazing. I love the choices. You know, a show like this can really go wrong pretty quickly if they put Omarosa or somebody in it. I thought everybody they chose, including you two, the guy from Jackass who's been abused every which way, and let's see if he can do this. And then this guy, one of the toughest guys in the world, let's see if, if they can do it. I thought it was really smart. I thought it was a really smart piece of unscripted television. Sure. What, what, was it, what were your challenges? You know, was it I, – I, in the first few minutes, by the way, and I was telling Zuckerman about it, I, I saw you drink out of a toilet, <laughs> which made me happy. It, it, <laughs> I thought, right. well, it now a, we're going to have some laughs. You're talking and, about the guy breaking all the rules. It's this yeah, guy. yeah they, they told you that you weren't allowed to drink the, the tap water. Well, they, they strongly <laughs> suggested that I not drink the tap water. I mean, because it's not only like an undeveloped country. I mean, we're talking about essentially a shanty town in Peru. Yes. Where, like, it looks really kind of nice, actually. I, as a rule, when, uh, when, when I've traveled the world, I drink, a ta- I drink tap water everywhere I go. Because when I was 13 years old in eighth grade, I went on a trip to Egypt. They said, don't drink the tap water. And and I took it seriously. Then I watched a guy dunk his toothbrush in the Nile and, and brush his teeth in the Nile River. Yeah, he's been doing that his whole life, though. Right, I thought, well, I thought, I thought, you know I, it's really interesting. You know he was raised in – you were raised in London, right? Yeah, I was born in England. I grew up in five different Listen countries. to his real name, Stephen Gilchrist Glover. Yeah. What a respectable British gentleman he has. He sounds like a colonial administrator. <laughs> right. It's, it's terrific. And when you say that the Egyptian He's dude, drinking toilet water. Yeah. Right. We but see, you don't ever get sick. You can't right, say that right. you go and you drink water and then you never get well, sick. Well, like you said, the Egyptian guy has been doing that his whole life. Right. And that occurred to me when I was 13. I thought, well, this guy, is, you know, his, his immune system is built up to that. So, and so I, I deduced that if I were to travel the world and drink tap water everywhere, I would have the strongest immune system. <clears throat> and I did get some Hershey squirts and... and <laughs> 
in, in Africa. But uh, but overall, I think that, that the plan works pretty well. If you're listening, don't do what Steve-O does. And then, and the, then, this is ridiculous logic that you're using. Well, let's get back ha- to having, having done that all over the world, what, what struck me is that when I got to this shanty town in Peru, yes. Juarez, Peru, the locals were like, dude, I would never drink tap water. And, and really? Yeah, the locals were really freaked so out So what happened it. when you drank the toilet? Well, you so you, then took, I a, said you I, took a coffee cup, you dipped it right. in the toilet, you and another guy I, from I the show. I was fine. And then the, and the host of the show, like, uh, was he got, out, he, he got sick the next day. He was out of commission. He was. For, for, out of commission. for the next day, he, oh. didn't, he didn't show up for for training, but he didn't he didn't need as much training. <laughs> it's really Zuckerman. It's really yeah, he, he'd done it before, so you need the training. But yeah, he didn't show up. He if you're at all a germaphobe, when you look when you see him this do is, that, you just go, oh, this is terrific. This is terrific. And this yeah. is the new cleaned up Steve-O that's doing that. <laughs> it's just this is. He, there's, There's no, no fear. excuse. There's no yeah, excuse. You just have a sign that says, don't try this at home. Whatever I'm doing, you don't do. So, Chuck, was it hard for you? You know, you're a guy, obviously, you're still in shape. Was it difficult for you to get up this mountain? Um, well, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's all new. I mean, it's 14,500 feet was our base camp. Wow. And, and uh, you, that's, that's, that's higher than... yeah. You know, I think I've I've been that's higher than any city in the world. Yeah, yeah. I go to Aspen and I'm in the hotel for three days before I adjust. I wonder. Yeah, what is fourteen thousand feet? Higher than higher than La Paz, Bolivia. Bolivia, La Paz is like eleven to twelve thousand feet, and I was sick when I was there. Right. Um, so what do you do in that high, situation? High camp, I think, was over 16,000 feet. How do you, that's uh, Everest style. Oh, so, Everest is 30,000 feet. Right, but Everest at the base camp is what? Right, right. The same is the same. Perhaps. Yeah. What? Why did you do it, first of all? Why did you sign up for this? You know, for me, I was in the middle of, you know, I just, just got let go from the UFC, and I've been retired for a while, and kind of just I'd been kind of rolling around lost for a little while. So uh, Trying to figure you know, out so where to figure do. out what to do, and, you know, I... Yeah, I've been off training. I haven't been really working out a lot, and uh, you know, I kind of I needed needed a goal, I needed something to get me fired up and get me kick, a, a kick in the ass. Right, to, right. To get, 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 and did this do it? And yeah, it did. Uh, you know, the one thing was honestly when I signed up for it, I thought it was going to shoot three months later than it did. <laughs> so I thought, you know what, I can get in shape for this thing. I'm ready. I'm going to go out and do this. And then my manager goes, um. No, no, it's starting in in two weeks. Oh, I'm like, what do you mean two weeks? Oh. I'm like, so I, you know, I got, I went out and got quite a few uh, hikes in and some, yeah, some but workouts I in and only, started to get working. The only thing you really do is like go some high altitude place like Mammoth or up in Colorado and start training up there, right? That's the yeah. only thing you can do to get That would have been nice it. to have time for that. And that's kind of what I was gonna, <laughs> planning, on, gonna, planning on doing when I heard I thought I had three months. I was getting, I was all ready to get, so did go you, out and did, go do a few, few hikes, high, high, high altitude hikes. But, did you uh, get sick? Did you get? No, actually, I, I, I well, you know, you have to watch the show. I didn't. I, I, you have to you watch the show. You did pretty well. What about you, right. Steve-O? Was this? Uh, what would you rate this on the? Uh, you know, right before we we started uh, taping this morning, when you came in, we were on a little break, and you were showing me uh, a, a really funny clip of you taped to the side of a truck and having uh, Johnny Knoxville hit baseballs at you for something new you're working on. Uh-huh. Where would you rate? Would you rate that? As uh, as this this show was that a harder thing or getting baseballs well, hit at your crotch by Johnny Knoxville? Uh, you know, going into this uh, YouTube Red Ultimate Expedition, yeah, it was 
it was understood that everybody was going to reach a breaking point. Yeah, right. I mean, you just like you're going to push yourself to to an extreme where you just can't take anymore, and that's that's inevitable. So I'd say that. And did you get there? Like the, the getting baseballs hit at me was <laughs> it was scary and, and wow that like uh, and, and and that could have gone all kinds of wrong, but I got away with it and it was quick. It hurt and but it, but it was footage. it was quick. Um, in this case, as far as altitude sickness, like my experience was that I felt a little bit lightheaded, and being a you know a sober guy in, in recovery from mm-hmm. drug and alcohol addiction, uh, it was just a little bit off-putting, like uh, alarming that the lightheaded feeling from the altitude was enjoyable. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I, like this reminds me of something. I'm kind of lightheaded and and, and a little woozy and, and, and like yeah. whippets. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and, 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 you like know what's a, what, what's a lot like whippets is when I talk Chuck it didn't take a lot of talking into you but Chuck here choked me completely unconscious up in the mountains <laughs> so not only was I like running short on, on oxygen yeah he, he had to really talk me into that one yeah he cut off the blood the blood flow to you my you know brain. how to do that to anybody you can just choke that him that was up. Nigel Hudson's yeah, it's old not, trick it's not right. that tough yeah. It's not hard. It's so no. funny, it's too. It's a parlor trick. You know, I was just editing that video. <laughs> and uh, You're not worried that you might kill somebody, that you might, you might fall and die. You're not he a told, medical doctor, He Chuck. told me a story <laughs> about a guy dying. His buddy accidentally killed a guy. He t- tell him about that one. This is a story he told me immediately yeah. before doing it to me. <clears throat> That's why I was explaining. I'm like, you know, um, now the thing was the guy, this guy was driving down the Malibu on the PCH. PCH. Mm-hmm. And he looks over, and there's this big dude pushing these old old people. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. you know, no one's getting out to help. He gets out to help. He gets out, goes over. They're in a broken down car. Uh, and the guy, no, we, no, they just were off the side of the road. I don't know what was going on, but the big guy was pushing pushing these old people around. So he got got out, got out, pushed the big guy back. Oh, they're man. fighting. Okay. And uh, um, and mellow out, re- relaxed, and the guy came at him. So he took his back, put him in a rear naked choke, choked him out, and the kid died. Oh. Uh, yeah, he'd uh, been he, awake he, on he, meth he, for he, like he, a few days. He'd been on meth, and, and it had something <clears> to do with the reaction from being choked out and uh, being on right, meth. Right, caused, right, right. Caused yeah. a reaction with his brain. So, yeah. It, so it, I was it, like, it, yo, was, Chuck, was, I'm not on meth. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. Hey, as long as you're not on meth, I'll choke you out. Stevo, don't you want to shed some of these behaviors now that you're sober, now that you're trying to be more healthy? Are you trying to adjust your life and make it reasonable? And I think that what is important is to find some separation between like the persona of Stevo and and like whoever I am in my personal life, but. You know, I take away the drugs and alcohol. I'm still an idiot. <laughs> you know, I'm, still, I'm still an attention. Well, we whore. talk all the time how long it takes for us to recover from injuries now. Now that we're uh-huh. getting older, right? How old are you guys? Well, we're up there. I'm a, I'm 53 right now. Wow, I'm about that looking good. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And, yeah, I'm and 43. Chuck, you still 47? 48. Yeah, there uh, you happy go. birthday. Thank you. <clears throat> happy birthday. He but, could uh, chuck and still take everyone in the oh. whole office suite. You he could choke us all out right now. Is uh, one day, and I wonder if like uh, if I'm giving away too much, but this just blew my mind. Um, we had we had a tent where uh, you know all the, the the cast would would you know hang out, eat our meals, and we're all in the tent. There's no cameras rolling, nothing like that. And the various, you know, everybody's, in, you know, mostly YouTube and different kind of areas of entertainment. And we're talking about our representation, you know, like whatever agents we have or this and that and like sort of the business of our careers. And Chuck just chimes in. He says, you know, uh, I've been thinking about getting an agent, 
but uh, I don't want to cut them in on 10% of my purse if I fight again, you know, because like, uh, they, they wouldn't have brought that to the table. And, and and I just my head my head exploded. I think Chuck Liddell just said he's maybe gonna fight again. <laughs> like what? Because I'm a huge fan of the UFC. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I went over uh, later in the day. I just couldn't take it anymore. I turned on my camera. I went over to Chuck. I said, Chuck, you said something at lunch today about maybe fighting again. He goes, Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Wow, and then he starts wow. and he starts picking fights, calling oh, people man. out who he's ready to fight. I went to my oh, first. Man, it was so great. I went to my first <laughs> fight the other day, the Bellator though fight. I'm going again. Uh, I think when this. Show or is this uh, weekend? You're gonna go see the loudmouth. The bell. I don't know much <laughs> about rampage. Who's that jail something or other guy? If you yeah. did, he, he runs his mouth. Oh, he runs, that's how, he's a boring fighter. That's right. why he runs his mouth. Right. He, he, he made a career thinking, out of running his mouth. You seriously <laughs> thinking about fighting again? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we'll see. I what do you Dan, think of that, that Conor McGregor? What do you think about him? Is he losing his mind right now? Has he got it together? Uh, I think not, not only is he not losing his mind, but he is uh, just like procrastinating. He's stalling. He's hiding out. He doesn't want to give up his belts. He's got all this other business ventures going on. And if he gets in the octagon or, or you know anything, if he loses his next fight, then that really is going to negatively impact all like his other business Rousey, ventures. Yeah. So he's but just, didn't he make he's just running around hiding with that those two belts, right? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to fight hold, at all. Hold on, well, as long as he can and get milk it until yeah, because he's got fight and then he'll fight again. And he's got, he's he... got whiskey, his own brand of whiskey coming out, and and well, uh, he's like, importing uh, cars and luxury sure. items to Ireland, <laughs> which I don't know. If that if they need that stuff there, but he he wants to be the first exotic car importer to sure. Ireland. Sure, and and for everything that he's trying to do, it's it's you know like when you're the champion doing that with two belts, and that, that's one thing. And if you go back and and fight again and you lose, it's not as the doors it's, closed. It's it's not as oh, I mean the doors won't close, but it's not as big of a deal. So so Chuck, but how would you do this if you want to get back into it? What would you look to do? Would you look for spectacle like like it's he a did super fight. with Mayweather? Or would you fight for UFC again? You, you well, want you I, want to see two retired Hall of Famers come out of retirement? Like, uh, you, know, you got a manager here. He's, man, he's doing good over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to answer all your questions I, I, I for you. I think Tito would fight me again, but uh, but yeah, he, he's always uh, that's Tito a, Ortiz. That's, that's one of the ones where I always uh, still get fans fight. this day saying, "Why don't you fight him one more time?" Yeah. yeah why don't you fight him? Yeah. You know, but I mean, he's. I think he said he doesn't want to fight me, so I don't, I don't think that's an option. But uh, yeah, they say, uh, they say so, no man, until we, they we say yes. We can't give it away, but but just trust that that Chuck was saying some some juicy shit, man. Like <laughs> Chuck's is the nicest guy ever, and, and I just I was just completely caught off guard by the shit that he was talking about Tito Ortiz and chill. And, yeah, it was just so great. I I was like, man, I said to him, I said, Chuck, have you said this publicly? He goes, no. And I'm holding my little camera like, ah. <laughs> so wait. So, well, the show again is uh, Ultimate Expedition. It's on YouTube Red. It begins airing January 17th. One episode every week, right? They're going to roll them out once a week. I, I think they, they initially dropped the first two episodes. First and two then each once. subsequent week is one episode. And what? And you, 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 you're carrying your own cameras? Well, that's yeah. This is the thing because of yeah. The, how much the, of a crew do they have? Well, up because there? of the the business model of of YouTube Red being kind of like this sort of you know creator vlog type personalities. Right. What they had is, and it's either idiotic or totally genius, and we'll find out which. <laughs> but they have two two components of the show. One is is the television crew. Every cameraman in the television crew, or at least most of them, are individuals who have climbed Mount Everest. So you've wow. got. 
that like the camera guys carrying this huge equipment are the most elite mountain climbers, right? So they can film us, document us. That's the, the TV side of it. And then as part of the contract, we have to create our own videos where we video ourselves with these little cameras and and my kind of confessionals so you not you're, confessionals uh, daily vlogs daily so vlogs we create, okay. own, we create our own youtube series which we post to our own channels my contract mandates that i have to produce and post 22 youtube videos over the course of the of the 10 week run Okay. And so, I mean, in the history of entertainment, when, whenever has a major television or film project demanded that the cast poach footage and leak the content <laughs> right, of right. the actual show? But then you see you've got all the, the YouTube personalities driving all the traffic to the show. You've got the show driving the traffic back to the, the YouTube channels. It's just this vortex of traffic being directed. And are they paying you some decent money for this? I mean, not the the biggest money. Uh, certainly not. I mean, shoot, I did a job. Does it end up being SAG? Does it end up being any sort of I, union gig? I don't know about or? that. But, but we were out there for three weeks, and I got paid significantly more for the job I did after that in two days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't have to climb any mountains. Yeah, it was hardly a landslide of cash. But but uh, it's going to be a big exposure deal. It's and, great. And a lot I of mean, people are going to see it. And, it, it, uh, and like it, I said, I thought it looked great. You know, I, I, I make television like that, and I thought it looked really uh, – Really, like a really smart, beautifully shot series. You know, yeah, it's, 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 it's a cool, cool. deal. I mean, it, it's it's like mountain climbing with the stars. And, Do either and, either of you guys like cars? Do you at all? Do you are you car collectors? Are you into cars well, I, in any way? You don't I, have to be, by the way. It's, I it's never fine. even learned. I grew up mostly in England, and and well, never, they have cars there. Sure, but, but <laughs> like it's kind of like New York City, where it's you just drive. don't drive. Yeah. What I mean, do you I, drive right now? Do you have a car? I drive a, a Chevy Volt. Oh, you do. All right, yeah. there you go. There's that. What about you, Chuck? Um, well, you driver at all? I got a BMW 760. Yeah, oh, there, there you go. go. So there we go. Uh, but I, 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 well, I had a Ferrari uh, F430 for a long time. And I, I love wow. that car. Ferrari guy, is that what you are? Yeah. Where, where did you yeah, go? Actually, that's a funny story. Like, I, I, uh, Ferrari was a gift from the UFC. It was from Dana Lorenzo. And wow. I was talking to Lorenzo, I mean, not to Dana, the night before he was going to give it to me because I was meeting him down in LA and he surprised me. He was like, Said he was buying a car. I went out and checked it out and said, "So, hey man, nope, that's yours." Wow. But uh, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> a nice but, gift. Uh, but it, he called me the night before and was talking to me, and I was like, "About Lamborghinis," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Ferrari guy. I don't, I'm not a big Lamborghini <laughs> guy." And he's like, "Because they already bought me a Lamborghini. They're gonna <laughs> give me a Lamborghini." He's going. <laughs> we need to get someone on the phone. You know, he's sitting there like, oh man, talking, trying not to talk. Me going, you know, get someone on the phone. Get someone on the phone. We got to change the car, so they change. They, they got that four thirty. Wow, what a sweet, That's an awesome car, man. Yeah. What color was it? Uh, silver. Beautiful. Silver, nice. Uh, it was a convertible. It was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, that was a, that was so fun to drive. It was, it was a great gift for me too. It's one of those things I probably would have never spent that much money on something. Yeah. For myself. But someone else spent it for it. It was nice to have. I still kept it for a long time. And where did you? So. You drove it around here, right? Because I remember uh, seeing you. In, here uh, sometimes in, in I, I drive it down. From, I drive <laughs> it down car. here from uh, from Slow. The first time I got it, the funniest thing is they, they give it to me. Right? They just gave it to me. It says, "Okay, do you, do you want do you want us to ship it to your house or do you want to drive it home?" Mike looked at him like, "Are you?" kidding is that a serious question did you do you think i was did you think that question through <laughs> yeah no i'll take it let's go man but, the stories that chuck 
like just being in the mountains with Chuck Liddell and hearing this, the the you get the best stories, dude. It's, it's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, we all want to be a tough guy like Chuck Liddell, right? Um, I mean, just to hear the behind the scenes of like you know where his life was at and like. Like Chad, I really just fell in love with Chuck right away, and 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 the stories of him like you know working in a bar and and just fighting for free, and, and then like and then <laughs> what the does that mean? What do you mean? Right? You were a bartender or a I bouncer? Bar I bounced, and then I was bartender. Well, I, you know, I was one of the guys. They offered <laughs> I was bar I was bouncing, and they offered to be you know you can come in and be a bar back if you want to train to be I a used bar to be back. A bar back. Yep, I did that. And same I'm like, thing. okay, wait, so I can get five dollar tip at the end of the night, or I can get like a you know, 50, 60 bucks at the end of the night. Um, I'll, t I'll take the, I'll be the bar back. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, I just got to run around doing stuff. It was Carry fun. Carry ice, had a great time. refill juices, do and that I, deal. I came in and learned how to bartend and just started bartending. So you make real money. So right. It, it I was can't a great, it was a great job while I was fighting, you know, fighting. I, I mean, it, to, to go, I worked 20 hours a week. But was your haircut like that in yeah. the attending bar? And yeah. people gave you shit? No, not most, <laughs> not most of the time. I, I, most, I, I had a pretty good and I had a but pretty good reputation. What is he saying? You were fighting there. You oh, were, I, 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 there he was, wasn't the, fighting in the bar. The bar. Oh, okay. He was just he was just he was going and fighting like basically for free, right? Yeah, like that, uh, kickboxing, challenging oh, guys, challenging guys, the UFC, yeah. right? Yeah, I could have used guys challenging guys at places. I mean, we get guys. That, oh man, I, my, my buddy wants to spar you. You get there and. You go to work with them and you're sparring and like, okay, man, take it easy. Keep trying to take my head up. Okay, take it easy. All right, let's go. Here we go. Knock him out. And then everyone they start crying. Oh, why did you knock him out? Wow. <laughs> hey, man, I, I said take it easy. You know? What's <laughs> the best place for guys like us to punch somebody? If we get in an altercation and we must use violence, wh um, what, what is our first move? What's the first uh, one-two combination we want to use? You know, my, my favorite is the throat. I, 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 I really... <laughs> I, but <laughs> what does that mean? So a punch, I, a, a, I, I, this, and then, then I, then I. So an open right hand, and, 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 and I usually come with an elbow. I in a street fight, it's, it, elbows work beautifully. Why? Why not? A, if it, protect it, your hands, well, or most are like this. Right. Oh, and, and elbows are, are close, close range. Guys are getting in your face. So let's break range. it down. Break it down. Left hand goes to the throat, yeah. and then you, I come across with an elbow. Yeah. Okay. What if that hurts my elbow? <laughs> what if then you probably shouldn't be fighting? <laughs> so you're hitting him across the face, this person, right? Yeah. And what happens to them? Are they stunned by that? Do I let go of the neck after I hit with the elbow? I or do well, I then if answer? He, if he doesn't go down with the, if he doesn't go down with the elbow, I would just keep going. Around, around <laughs> okay, so if you're like a guy like me whose body type is academic and not athletic, uh, <laughs> if I have to take a punch, what's the best way for me to take a punch? Because I'm going to be the guy getting hit. No, you've hit before. I'm I, mean, I have a, a big mouth. I'm, I'm long on mouth, short on stature. How do well, I, Tell me where I'm going to take a punch. Where are you going to take yeah, it? Yeah, how's the best way for me to get beat up? I don't know. I, I actually <laughs> cannot help you with that That's one. That's a horrible I, question. A horrible yes. He delivers the punches. Yes. Yeah. He I delivers I, the hurt. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm on my own in that regard. You yeah, are. When, yeah. when we were up in the I don't know if, it, if I don't even care. Obviously, this show was taped a, a little while back, and and we were they had a satellite for like emergency communications. And our last night on the trip, I think it was the last night, was the the McGregor Mayweather fight, mm -hmm. and uh, we we were all huddled in this little tent, 
uh, you're trying to stream on some like illegal, <laughs> illegal streaming from Russia, yeah. and it was from Russia, and it was like the screen was freezing up, and then it would see like oh. it would move for a couple seconds, yeah. and, there was, and uh, we we saw the this pretty clean the first few rounds of the fight, and and I'll tell you to have to be sitting there with Chuck and have him like yeah like. like giving his insight like providing commentary on it well yeah like, well Chuck, uh, give me your insight on that because it, it, it looked like 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 mayweather through the first few rounds right to just it, to extend like, it right well, I, I don't know if he did extend it or he just did it he'd be careful he's being safe i mean he, he, know, that's the way man, he fights like, he fights carefully fights safe right he, but he, still he gets you tired he moves he 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 avoids punches he avoids stuff I but mean, no, but he like, let he let McGregor hit him. Nobody can hit him. Like, and it, by the way, do you think he let McGregor hit him? I think he let. And McGregor it, hit I think him. so too. And it didn't look like yeah. McGregor was really landing forceful punches. Am I wrong? Yeah, it like just looked like, you know, like was... don't hit hard, and, you, and you're allowed to hit me for three rounds. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it looked, looked like that like. to me. You know, and then I, he just woke I, up I, and I, said, I, "Let I me find it." Hard to believe they had a, a set thing, like the agreement with that. But you know, I don't. But I mean, dude, this to be. I call the whole thing a circus. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it was a circus. That that fight was a circus. Well, uh, if I threw you into a boxing ring, would you be able to do it, or is it just a completely different dance move? You I know what I mean? Hands. Well, Chuck's got boxing, heavy hands. I could, I would have fought boxing. We were talking to. Um, Chuck uh, just likes yeah. fighting. <laughs> you know, I but mean, you know what I, I'm I, saying. I, it's, I it's, mean, it's I would have wanted to at least be able to kick. You know, kickboxing. Look, here's the difference. Uh, there's a different distance for boxing, kickboxing, and MMA. It's why it drives me crazy when these boxing commentators talk about the striking in MMA versus the striking in boxing. It's talking the apples and oranges by the time you get right. there. You can't stand in a boxing stance in MMA. It just doesn't work right. Right. Um, you, you can't stand in a boxing, uh, true boxing stance and kickboxing either because you, you, you stand in that stance. You, you give, me, give me about one round. You got about one round to knock me out, and you're not going to be able to stand on your front leg. You know, because you won't be able to block my leg kicks. And especially if you're a boxer, you're not used to getting leg kicked. You're not going to want to block my leg kicks anyway. Right, right. Um, so you got about a round to knock me out. So you would after that, you're not. it's going to be ugly. You can't stand up, right? Yeah, you're not going to be able to stand on you, that. You, you might not be able to answer the bell by round, at the end of round two. You wouldn't want to fight Mayweather. You're going to stick with Ultimate Fighting, oh, I, right? I would love to fight Mayweather. <laughs> but just not boxing. Dollars, I'll, fight, I'll fight anybody. <laughs> I mean, Chuck's my <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd love to fight Mayweather. Not to mention he's, he's what, the, he's yeah. just all, I mean, he's not my weight class. I mean, right, I'm right, way out right. Of his weight class. Yeah. But, I mean, but, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd have to tackle him. He'd pretty quick, pretty quick. I'd tackle him. Throw him against See, that else. would be more interesting fight to me, is the boxer fighting a UFC stud. The boxer's going to get annihilated <laughs> that, that, in not, UFC. That's not, I keep saying that's not, that's not interesting either. It's not going to last Really? Long. I mean... I, I told I told Mayweather a long time ago. He was talking. We were going back and forth back when, you know, back in like a, it was like '06 or something, and and it was kind of at that time. It was like it was the, the, the it showed that we that we'd come around when boxing started talking about us. Right. But um, I said you know, hey man, he was he was popping off about something about me fighting a boxer, yeah, and I, I said, dude, you couldn't. I got a 135 pounder. You won't get out of the first round with anytime you want. You know, because that, that was my roommate at the time. But, right. Uh, but I mean, I, I, it's it's different. It's apples and oranges, and they can't come over. You know, he wouldn't be able to come over. He'd be on his back, and he could take it down in about you know five seconds if they wanted. Shoot across, take him down. He's got one. If he doesn't knock him out with the first punch coming when he's on his way in, shooting in, he's not getting off his back. Yeah. He'll be on the ground, and and they can play with him. Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't know how to wrestle, if you never wrestled, you never done jujitsu. You are. I take you down. You are not getting up. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, if I see Tito at this Bellator event Saturday night, I'll tell him you said hello. <laughs> Warmest if, regards, Tito. I see if I can John King this thing up, Zuckerman. Yes. Yes. Uh, we'll do uh, comedians and cars and ultimate fighting. Why not? Why not? Why and not? Steve-O, I'm glad to see you uh, happy and healthy. I appreciate it, man. Uh, you've got a girlfriend now for a, a year. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're a new man. I worked hard, man. Like, You're uh, a new man. Just try and take care of that body. You know, I tell my kids, you only have one body. Yeah, I've been... I've been pretty fortunate. Being 43 and getting away with what I've done. uh, Well, let's hope you make it to 53. Here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin. That's right, the chin on your face to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid, so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy your more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Uh, the show is Ultimate Expedition. It's on YouTube Red starting January 17th. Fellas, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having us, man. All right. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.